the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Verse 17, if you, King Nebuchadnezzar, throw us into a blazing furnace, the God we serve, capital G, is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. Let me tell you, that's a certain level of faith when you know Hey, go ahead and throw me in the fire. I don't care. My God is able and will rescue me. There's a certain level of faith there. But verse 18 is a whole nother level. Because verse 18 says, But even if he does not deliver us, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods Or worship the image of gold that you have set up. In other words, God is going to deliver us. We have this certain level of faith here. But even if He doesn't deliver us, and you throw us into the fire, and we burn up like three little moths, we want you to know that you can take our lives, you can burn our flesh, you can bury our ashes, you can threaten us, kill us, erase us, But there is one thing we will never do. We will never bow down and worship this image of gold that you have set up. That's a whole nother level of faith right there. And I want you to compare that kind of audacious faith to many people here who serve God until they get their feelings hurt. Or one little thing doesn't go the way you think it ought to go and you just quit. God didn't answer the prayer the way you thought God should answer your prayer, so you gave up on God. Or you had a situation where you needed God to show up, and God didn't show up. And people that say they're people of faith, but they walk in fear, or they live in disobedience, and they follow the false gods of this culture, having not one ounce of the courage, not one ounce of the faith, not one ounce of the boldness of those three Hebrew boys who stood up to that king. Those boys in Daniel 3 had three things. Write them down as quickly as you can. They had a settled faith, they had a strong faith, and they had a steadfast faith. They had all three kinds. Those are three different kinds of faith. 
Settled faith, strong faith, steadfast faith. Settled faith, they had already made up their mind. They had already made up their mind. They're not going to bow down under any circumstance to an image of gold. They had a strong faith because they truly believed that God would rescue them. They believed that the God they served was greater than the threats of the evil king. But they had a steadfast faith. They knew that God would deliver them. But if God chose for some reason not to deliver them and turn them into pieces of bacon, they were not going to worship a false god under any circumstance. I want you to write this down. It's a question. Does your faith have an if-not clause in it? Does your faith have an if-not clause? You see, I think, I believe, that most people here believe, I think you believe, that God is able. How many of you think that God is able? Most of you believe that God, He can show up. He can fix your problem. He can bring you healing. We believe that God can provide for your every need. We know that God can lift you up. We believe that God can do a miracle. He can give you a job. He can heal your marriage. He can bring you comfort. But the question is, if not, are you still going to serve Him? Are you still going to worship Him? Because many people, the first time they perceive that God has somehow let them down, they quit serving Him. They stop reading the Bible. Stop going to church. Stop giving the way they should give. And they stop serving the way they should serve. We're going to stay in Daniel 3, but I want to go over to Hebrews chapter 11. There's a passage over there, and I love reading this because... It's, it's the chapter, it's called the, the, the Hall of Faith or the Hall of Fame of people. It lists all the great people of faith in the Bible. And we read part of it. I just want to read part of it. Hebrews 11, verse 32. See if you like this. To tell, tell me if you like this. It says, what more shall I say? I don't even have time to tell you about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, and David, and Samuel, all the other prophets, who through faith, everybody say who through, say through faith, watch this, who through faith, they conquered kingdoms, they administered justice, they gained what was promised, they shut the mouths of lions, they quenched the fury of the flames, they escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, who became powerful in battle, and routed foreign armies, and women received back their dead and raised to life again. If that's what it means to serve God, sign me up. Let's go. I'm in. We get to rout. We get to rout foreign enemies. We get to conquer kingdoms. We get to administer justice. We get to shut the mouths of lions. We get to see the dead raised alive. Sign me up. That's living in victory. Right? 
because we like stories with positive endings. We like fairy tale endings. But if you just continue to read, which is why I'm telling you, you always need to get your Bible so you, can, you just can't pull a verse out. You've got to read the whole thing. The very next verse says others. Say the word others. Let me get to it. Others were tortured. Everybody say, uh-oh. Some refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went around in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and holes in the ground. And when I read all that, what I read is that sometimes God shows up and sometimes God doesn't show up. Sometimes God heals you, sometimes He doesn't heal you. Sometimes He allows you to suffer. Sometimes He blesses you, sometimes He doesn't bless you. Sometimes He protects you, sometimes He doesn't protect you. Listen. Listen well, listen tall, listen plainly. It's one thing to have faith to know and to believe that God will deliver you. But it's a whole other thing to be faithful when God doesn't deliver you. It's one thing to have faith to know that God's going to heal you. But it's another thing to have faith when God doesn't heal you. It's one thing to be victorious and to praise God who delivered you. It's another thing not to be victorious but to praise God anyway. It's one thing to see God move and you trust in Him. It's another thing to see God not move and still trust in Him. Now, I know many of you will serve God if He comes through, but the question, the test of your faith, is will you serve Him if He doesn't come through? This is called fox hole religion and foxhole religion is a real religion and it says god if you get me through this situation i will serve you you ever negotiate with god god if you get me out of this i'll go to church every sunday god help me win the lottery and i'll give you a third of it God, keep me from getting caught and I'll never do it again. God, give me a good job and I'll serve you. I'll start going back to church. Lord, help me find the perfect spouse and I'll serve you. Good luck with that one. (laughs) Stop negotiating with God and instead have the faith of these three Hebrew young men. And say, God, I'm going to serve you no matter what. If you don't heal me, I'm still going to serve you. If you don't give me a good job, I'm still going to serve you. If you don't deliver me, I'll never bow down and follow the false gods of this culture. 
If you don't provide the miracle that I need, it's okay, God. I'm still going to follow you all the days of my life. Will you take a stand even if God doesn't come through? That's the question. And our third point, write this down, the fellowship that they, those three boys, experienced. How many of you still with me? All right, let's read the rest of this. Verse 19. Everybody say verse 19. Here's what happened next. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious. Uh, The governor, the king got even more mad and more upset with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. His attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into that blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes and their trousers and their turbans and other clothes, were bound and tied and thrown into the blazing furnace. The Bible says in verse 22 that the king's commands were so urgent and the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire actually killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. The king Nebuchadnezzar, he leaped to his feet in amazement. He asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into that fire? They replied, yes, king, there were three of them. He says in verse 25, look, I see four men walking around in that fire, and they're unbound, and they're unharmed. And that fourth guy, well, he looks like the son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar, verse 26, he then approached the opening of the blazing furnace, and he shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Servants of the Most High God, come out here. See, they were in there just chilling. uh, uh, They're no longer tied. They're like walking around, like chilling in the fire. And there's a fourth guy in there. He doesn't want to go in and get them. So he says, hey, hey, you guys come out here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of that fire. And here's all the VIPs, verse 27. The satraps, the prefects, the governors, the royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, not a hair on their heads was singed, their robes were not scorched, and there was not even a smell of fire on them. Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God. Notice now it's a capital G. Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him. They defied the king's commands. They were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. And therefore I decree that people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble. For no other god can save in this way. And the last verse says, then the king gave him a pay raise. He promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the province of Babylon. And all God's people said. So, the music begins to play. Everybody bows down. 
except those three Hebrew boys. They take those three boys, they tie their hands and their feet, they heat the furnace seven times hotter than normal. The men who actually throw the three boys in, they die in the process. Wicked evil Nebuchadnezzar thinks he succeeded, and he goes down to see for himself. And to his amazement, he sees not just three people walking in there, he sees four. Three things happen at that moment. Number one, the companionship of the Savior. Who was that fourth person in there? It was some incarnation of Jesus, some form of Jesus, some representation of Jesus. Which tells us that when you're in the fire, as long as you did what was right, and you didn't bow down to these false gods, and you always do what's right, and somehow you end up in the fire, always know that God will be with you in the midst of the storm. And if that's true, if that's true, can you say, Lord, I'm going to serve you from this day forward, no matter what happens to me, I will serve you all the days of my life. If I lose my job, or if I lose my friends, if I lose my wealth, if I lose my health, if I'm hated, if I'm spurned, if I'm ignored, if I'm ridiculed, or even thrown in the fire and killed, I'm going to continue to stand for you no matter what. And at that moment, at that moment, Jesus moves in your situation and he will lock arms with you. And he will be with you there in the midst of the fire. Number two, the cleansing of the saints. Verse 27 tells us that those ropes, the ropes, the ropes were burned away, but their robes were not burned. Not a hair on their head was singed, and they didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. And what that tells me is that when you go through the fire for standing what's right, that in that process, those difficult moments, that God is cleansing you. He's shaping you. God knows how to clean the world out of you. The times that you grow the most is when you go through the roughest of times. As long as you remain faithful, just say, God, shape me. God, mold me. God, cleanse me. Make me more like you. He'll do that. And the last thing, write this down, is what we call the conviction of the sinner, which, of course, is King Nebuchadnezzar. Because after Nebuchadnezzar saw the faith and the courage of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he then witnessed the one true God deliver them. And what's the first thing that he does? He fell under the conviction and he offers up praise in verse 28 to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you know when the world will start having respect and admiration for Jesus Christ? Not until those of us who claim to be Christ followers actually start living and walking in faith. That's when they'll notice. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. 
If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchored Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888 818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal Anchor Journal today. I'm Irvin Hurd, and this is my wife, Chip Hurd. And uh, we've been members here at Shepherd for going on 13 years now. Giving is an uncomfortable conversation for most people. And I guess I didn't have a problem with that because when you grow up poor, <laughs> you don't have anything anyway. So everything God gave me, it just seemed right to give back. So when I learned about Malachi and the fact that we were supposed to give back a tenth from the, from the top, not after we do everything else and then whatever's left, and that just seemed to make sense. It was fair. It was loving up to a loving God. We work in a seasonal business and uh, between productions and hiatus, productions, <laughs> yeah, productions shutting down, uh, I didn't have a job. But somehow all the bills got paid and God always provided. And he also gave me a peace during that period because I knew he would provide. We're always having to monitor and learn about stewardship and find ways to make sure that we are doing what God called us to do. And there are periods where it just doesn't look like it's going to work out. There are periods where it looks like things are just upside down, topsy-turvy. How is this going to work itself out? But somehow, God finds a way to get us through it. And He also gives us the ability to have peace in the process. I have times where I'm looking at the checkbook and looking at what we have committed ourselves to, not what God has committed us to, but what we've committed ourselves to, and having to realign priorities. I think it eventually works itself out. He starts giving you um, uh, wisdom about which thing to do so that you may have a rough this month and a rough next month, maybe an even rougher next month, but somewhere in there, if the heart is to do the thing he asked you to do, he will work it out for you. And that's the part we don't want to see what's going to happen. We don't tithe with the thought that we are tithing to get from God. Yeah. We're tithing because we have gotten from God. 
people. God has already given to us, and all he asks us is to give back that 10%. And so he gave first, and we give second. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.